0: Welcome to a brand new Shellheads. It's been 2 weeks and it seems like it's been forever. Uh I'm here with our co-host, my co-host, your co-host, it's Jeff. Hey Jeff. Hello.
1: We're we're co-hosts. <laughs> how's your how's your 2 weeks been? It's been pretty good. Been pretty good. Been playing some Armored Core 6. Really digging it. It is a freaking good time this is my first game in the series so i'm kind of addicted
0: uh armored there's a lot of really big games out right now and that's the one that you chose to play
1: dude it's freaking armored core it's a mech there's rocket launchers Uh, there's missiles there's guns there's swords there's all kinds of stuff i
0: forgot you were a mech
1: boy yes because we don't have many of those games so i'm always thirsty
2: okay
0: okay Hey, guess what? We have a guest. Yeah. Yes, a uh, friend of mine who uh, has his own podcast called Duct Tape Dynasty. I was on the show what two weeks ago, something like that. Uh, Andrew. Yes. You still with us? Uh, is this yes, like I a am. situation where I say uh, this is Andrew Ferret, or are you just Andrew? Uh,
3: just Andrew's fine. I mean, either way, it doesn't matter.
0: Um, okay. Some people are real weird about their last name being broadcast to the world. You know,
3: I'm already on the Internet with my last name, so it's fine.
0: That's why I don't refer to Jeff's last name. Yeah, I'm out there. Maybe. Pumpernickel. Sure. No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So... uh, We're Shellheads. We are a TMNT podcast. We talk about Ninja Turtles every single episode. Uh, This time around, we, of course, have a main topic, as always. Uh, But before we get to the main topics, Andrew, tell us about yourself.
3: Okay, so thank you, first and foremost, for having me on the show. It is awesome. I have been listening to Shellheads ever since I got bored one day and looked up, oh, let's see if there's a Ninja Turtles podcast, because I like podcasts about nerd stuff. And I found it since I love Turtles, I went back and listened to episode one and got all the way caught up um, listening to it while I was doing other tasks. So it was just background noise, but very informative. (laughs) But anyway, my uncle has a sports podcast that I help out with and we reached out to Sergio to have him on because we saw him on Downset Drip and we have I shared that I was a Turtles fan and came on and was invited to come on the show and I'm happy to be here.
0: I should have just asked you that up front. That made more way more sense than anything I've said thus far. (laughs) He's not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us today. Uh, It is always fun having new voices on the show.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's it's great. happy to talk turtles. Yeah, it's it's so weird because like there weren't a lot of turtles podcasts to my knowledge before we came along. And then now they're everywhere. (laughs) everybody wants to talk turtles but we're the original
0: so the the very first ninja turtles podcast we locked down that shellhead's name before anyone else could get it yeah we did Did copyrighted and everything uh jeff what do we do first here
1: it's time to see what's in that bodacious box
0: yeah i i have stuff in my box uh i know you have stuff in your box jeff uh, would you like to go first?
1: I would like to go first. Um as many, many of you may know from listening to previous podcasts, uh my trouble locating uh the tune the the new I don't say I want to say reissue because she looks they they did a few different things to the this new April. Mm-hmm. Um figure and I'd had it pre-ordered through target.com about the same time that I pre-ordered the Mirage uh, uh, four-pack, I got a notice that it was canceled because apparently I had gotten an email that had gotten buried through all these other emails that I missed to delay it again, and I was just furious. And had you on the lookout. You found one. I was like, it wasn't for me. Was like, it's, it's anger continuing to grow. And uh, until recently, which you were at a, at our local target and just happened upon one that was, I guess, maybe skillfully placed behind a bunch of other crap. <laughs> and it was about, I'd say it's about 95% uh, meant. And uh, I'm very thankful for that. Still need to find Rex one. Where's my money, Jeff? You're going to get your... Where, where's my where's, my where's my where's my money? I had to curve my.
0: You uh, it, to, to be fair, he's
1: he's paid it. He's paid half
0: of it. So I broke yeah. his 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 April in half and gave him the top half. Yeah. Uh. No, when I saw it, I was like, Jeff Jeff will be real happy. So yeah. uh, I, I grabbed it and brought it for you. So congratulations. Uh, as That's much good. as much fun as it was to listen to you suffer. See, that's not nice. Oh no, I, I didn't say it was going to be. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I it, 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 it was nice to actually be the guy who's like here to here your suffering can end now. Yeah. So, yeah. I got uh, a bunch of other stuff, but it was not Ninja Turtles related. Here's where I Andrew, do you have anything that you want to talk about that was in your box?
3: Um, sure. I guess I haven't really gotten anything new recently. Um, I'm not as avid of a collector as I can be. Just I get what I can when I can. The um, most recent thing I got were the Mutant Mayhem action figures of the four turtles. I need to buy another set so I can actually open one. But, um, <laughs> so I don't know, want, I, know I don't want to open these ones, even though I really, really do. Um, I liked them. I think they were decent figures for the movie. And then decent turtles figures in general. They are. They still have the playmates' problems like other stuff, but that's just based on a visual assessment. But other than that, I really don't have anything new, Turtles, that came in.
0: All right, all right. And and, and I think I agree with your assessment of the, the figures themselves. Like, they're still Playmates toys, but they're probably the best Playmates toys that they've made in quite a while.
3: They're painted a lot more than the normal ones. Like, they have yeah. more paint job on them, which is nice.
1: Yeah, yeah they look like very claymation like, especially like Raphael. Yeah. Um, and I love how he looks, you know, the most like a Muppet.
2: That's, I've that's never bet. thought of that before.
1: Yeah. Well, Why? also too, cause like Jim Henson, uh, the creature shop, they, they did the, uh, the new suits for them to, you know, go to premieres and events and stuff.
3: Oh, that's right. They did.
1: So it comes, uh, it comes full circle. So I really want the giant Raphael because he just looks. all like, it's Kermit the Frog. He does look like Kermit the Frog in a do rag. It's great.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can't unsee that now. Now let me ask y'all this because I've seen, I've seen this kind of these kind of rumblings around. Splinter is Splinter getting harder to find because some people are saying they are not able to find him. Splinter has been hard to find since day one. Uh, the, the really,
0: yeah, my understanding is the way there's sh- the main way they shipped to the store was like in two different four packs. And those four packs were the four turtles in one of them. And the bebop rock steady, super fly and Leatherhead in the other four pack. And then the other, any other figures were just kind of sparsely sent. Well, crap. I saw one when I was getting them. A couple of weeks ago, I should have grabbed him. Yeah, yeah. Splinter, Splinter seems to be the hardest to find right now. Of course, w- Wave Two may come out and erase that. Have uh, they released
3: what's in a Wave Two?
0: Mm, we've seen like uh, prototypes, but I don't okay. think we've actually seen any hit the hit, hit stores yet. So keep my eyes think, open
3: next time I go to
1: Walmart. Yeah, Walmart's kind of overrun with n- turtle stuff right now. Oh, yeah, that's like the best place to find them because they have those giant freaking displays.
0: Well, guys, what's in my box? Uh, You may have heard several months ago uh, about the reprinting of Turtles number eight that Dave Sim was doing because he has the rights because Cerebus Cerebus is in the book. Right. Uh, Well, he kickstarted it. It was successful. It made a whole bunch of money. It had like thirty or forty different variant covers. It was it was quite a quite a big deal at the time. Uh, so, because I like getting reprints of stuff, I went ahead and you know I ordered two copies, uh, two different variants, and there was also a a, a bonus like thing, the pieces of turtles eight point three and i've talked about pieces of turtles 8 1 and pieces of turtles 8 2 this is pieces of turtles 8 3 it's all of these are just like lead-up books to the release of turtles number eight it's really just milking the whole idea of i own this one this one comic that i know i can make a lot of money from so i'm gonna do as much as i possibly can to do that so i guess congratulations dave sim you made a bunch of money off this uh the reprint is perfectly fine. Uh, it's it's actually very very um, it honors the original very closely. Like there there's no reinking, there's no redrawing or touching up. It's just a very clean reprint of Turtles Eight. No colors, no nothing. What I don't like is that there's zero. There like there's there's n- no accoutrement in the book whatsoever. There's no, uh, there, there's not like a big front's piece. There's not like a big post section. There's not like a, here's a making of or anything like that. It's just a reprinting of the book. All of the extra stuff was in the pieces of turtles, eight, one, eight, two, and eight, three, which the third one ended up being like a 30 page interview with Kevin Eastman that was dictated from a phone call. So it's just like a long 30-page conversation between Dave Sim and Kevin Eastman. And so it's 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 a really weird release. It's I'm I really really glad that I have it. I don't know if it's worth the money that I paid for it, which I guess I can say that about a lot of the turtles things I buy. <laughs> but you know, 15 years
3: from now, I'll pull it out of a out of a box and be like, oh yeah, that thing. I remember that. It makes you wonder if they're gonna try and collect all that stuff and just release it as one collection of this is all the turtles eight stuff that he'll just make even more money on
0: the collection it, w- it wouldn't surprise me it wouldn't surprise me at all uh in in fact i kind of hope they do just because that's the interesting stuff all the bonus stuff is and more people need to see it turtles eight is not a hard book to find and this reprinting is there's nothing special about it except that it's exactly what you expect it to be so it's Hmm. it's some it's somehow over and underwhelming it's just whelmed i'm just whelmed yeah uh but the other thing that i got uh we talked about this several months ago uh, jeff do you remember the ninja turtles rubber duckies yes well well sir I ordered all 4 of the Ninja Turtles rubber duckies. Oh wow. Or I think what are they called? Their tubs, I think is their their nickname like T U B B Z. Yeah, T U B B Z tubs.
1: Bath uh, time is saved.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like just Google tubs TMNT, they come right up. And uh these things are awesome. Like they're bigger than what you would expect a rubber ducky to be so like they're they're pretty beefy and they come in these little tubs and like they're adorable they are absolutely one of those turtles things that you buy take out of the package and put it in a spot in your house that you know everyone is going to walk by because they're going to go oh that's so cute and it's like yeah check it out I've got a whole room full of ninja turtle stuff you want to go look like yeah don't touch yeah so
1: <laughs> slice, it had the sword, katana at the ready.
0: <laughs> I I knew these things were going to be a real stupid purchase, but I do not regret this one in any way. They're they're fantastic.
1: I would say a stupid fun purchase, kind of like the uh, the plastic ice cream bar thing. Uh, they are very much in the same ballpark. You're right, as
0: as that, that stupid plastic vinyl ice pop. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I'm I'm very happy with that. And I think that might be it. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got uh, outside of like my regular comics, but we don't, you know, usually talk about those. Uh, that, that's our first segment, Jeff. It, it's it's back to you.
1: And now it's time for No Secret of the New
0: it's a very very sad news segment this week.
2: Oh.
0: Uh, you know, we're always talking about. Sometimes we're loaded with news. Sometimes, if we take an extra week off, we come back to a you know a tsunami of news. Uh, this week, it's very much a post media blitz empty news week. Empty s- news two weeks.
1: Yeah, I said it wrong. <laughs> 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 I said secret of the news. <laughs> That's staying in. Oh
3: crap! Okay. Uh, No uh, secret of the news, according to Jeff, even though he likes that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we
0: have. I I have a news topic to talk about, and it's barely Ninja Turtles news. Uh, So I'll I'll just take it. Um, do we have any NASCAR fans in in the Peanut
3: Gallery? I don't dislike it. It's been a while since I've watched it, but.
0: I've enough. I've I've been a while. It's been a while since I've watched it is the collective opinion of everyone in America when it Pretty comes much. to NASCAR. <laughs> uh, this isn't a NASCAR car, but it is a similar like rally vehicle uh, for an Australian race uh, by the race team. Brad Jones Racing. Uh, apparently. Paramount has taken out a full car ad uh, for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, and Pizza Hut. So we have a black and green uh, rat or a black rally car with green slime dripping from the the, the roof. And Ninja or, and the Mutant Mayhem logo painted on the cover cover? The cover of the motor, you know, the hood. And it looks fantastic. Do you do you guys let me let me send I don't know if I'm, let me just put this link in the Skype chat. That's probably the easiest way to do that.
1: I want to say, I've seen
3: it. But I, yeah, this is news to me, so we'll see if I, I haven't seen it before. Oh yeah, that looks
0: super boss. Yeah, it's it's referred to as a supercar, Not a ninja car, it should be a ninja car, but, you know, I'm sure there's certain terms they need to use with Why this did stuff. Why
1: do they call it the sewer shredder?
0: Because there's no shredder in Mutant Mayhem. But they can shred on the track.
3: Come on. Okay, that does look a lot cooler than I thought it would.
0: Right? Yeah. So if you live in Australia and you like racing,
1: there's a chance you might see this. Yeah. And we do have some Australian listeners, so now you know. Yeah. Uh, But
0: that's it for official news. (laughs) I have nothing else. Jeff, like I, I know there's a few things that you that you wanted to talk about that I wouldn't categorize as news.
1: I mean, it's it's not so much news, but like, you know, we got uh, the Shredder's Revenge DLC drops this week. Very excited. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the uh, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2 has released on their YouTube page. Uh, the first look at the Raphael gameplay, and he looks pretty freaking boss in action. Yeah, I don't. I did not even click on the link you sent. I I figured. Yeah. I, it's.
0: It, I'm sure it'll be fine. Like I played a whole bunch of that first game. It's it's just. It looks like a Smash clone. He yeah, and they him a bigger budget this time, so. He he plays like a like a Smash player. Yeah. The uh the the the, the extra costumes look cool or the, I guess the skins you know but I I, I already know kind of how this is going to play so Andrew are you a, a, a video game player?
3: Not as much as I like my heart wants me to be um, yeah I That's feel fair. like once you get to some games that just kind of feel like the others it's kind of like when you get the new Madden it's the same game but you just oh, got to yeah. get the new one anyway
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And like this I'll end up getting this at some point. I didn't plan on getting the first one and I got it anyway. I well, mean oh, if it's s- got Ninja Turtles in it, you gotta get it. I don't I don't have to do anything, Jeff. If you, you get by
1: Cobra I'm not Kai getting Ninja Street Turtles Fire. figures, you get Well you're not doing that, because they're not in there proper. <laughs> Stupid costumes. Uh yeah. I got Injustice 2 just for the Turtles, and that was like the best part of that. Speaking of Mortal
3: Kombat, though, I know the Turtles were in Injustice 2. I've been saying this for a while. Mortal Kombat needs to get the Shredder as a guest character. That would no, be, be the, perfect.
0: Without a doubt.
3: That would yeah, be that perfect.
0: would be really awesome. If 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 the Shredder can be in Call of Duty...
3: He can be in Mortal Kombat.
0: Yes, he can. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, man. give give it Give it a couple years. Mortal Kombat is coming out this year. Comes out True. next month, like yeah, comes really out early, month. very soon. So I would love it. I would love it. Uh, let's do a quick check in on the mutant mayhem at the box office, huh? All right,
2: sure. Uh,
0: last we checked, uh, it was doing fine, not doing amazing, uh, and it's it's kind of doing better than fine now. I, I, I don't know if, if if you guys follow movie box office as closely, closely as I do, but it's currently at 99 million dollars domestically. Who are you talking to? I'm like literally the movie buff over here. <laughs> True. Uh, at the international box office, it's made 37 million dollars, putting it at a grand total of one six 136. Which, when you look at the like the chart graph on uh, the numbers.com uh, the I'm gonna say it the best box office tracking website there is it's actually ahead of not necessarily pro- it's it's ahead of projections based on its opening weekend so like when a w- when a movie has an opening weekend and it brings home an X number amount of money it can math can be done to predict where it's gonna fall. When, you know, when it comes out in the wash, how much is going to make the rest of its run? Well, it is currently making more than what it was projected to make based on our initial math, which I'm going to say was expected because of the situation it was launched uh, under and the fact that it has no children's movie competition right now. So, like, it's beating expectations, but those were kind of my expectations. So I'm not saying I'm smart. I'm just saying that. Nickelodeon knows what they're doing. Uh, it's, it's right now trending to make more money than the previous movie, which is, uh, out of the shadows. However, because it's theatrical run is going to be shorter than out of the shadows. It probably will not make as much. Does all that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Either way, as we've discussed on this show before, it's a hit. It's considered a success. Nickelodeon is most likely very happy with what's going on, and, and they're full steam ahead on both the sequel and the shows. So, yeah, watch the strike ends. Uh, Andrew, how'd you like the new movie?
3: I enjoyed it. There was definitely, I mean, it's definitely for a younger audience and not like the turtles I would really want to see at first glance. Um, I grew up on the 2003 cartoon, so I just kind of want more of that tone. Um, but I really enjoyed it. There was a couple parts where I was a little – it was off-putting, like the Splinter and Scumbug thing. That was really weird to me. But other than that, it's I really enjoyed it. was pretty disgusting. So it I was so awkward. I mean, I was by myself watching the movie, and I felt awkward. I was looking around like – was anyone not, uh, not awkward by this?
0: That splinter scumbug stuff was the most unnecessary, like, one-off joke that the whole movie had. Like, I laughed. I, I to this day, think it's funny. But I it's went. absolutely unnecessary. Yeah. Like, yeah. unless there's a really good payoff in the second movie. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. It was just real weird. But
3: I, otherwise, I really liked the movie. I'm very curious on what they're going to do with shredder in the sequel. Cause that was an interesting tease because it seems like he's just like a gun for hire now is the vibe I'm getting.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, I also thought it was kind of interesting, not weird, but it was also weird to get used to, I guess the fact that at the end in high school, they didn't have their masks on.
1: Oh, that was kind of weird. It's it's
3: just weird seeing turtles without masks.
1: Yeah.
3: (laughs) You're not
0: wrong. Uh, I understand why they did it, though. You know, it, Oh yeah. it's 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 almost a symbolic you're like a coming out of the closet situation. Right. Like we, we're no longer hiding. So there's no reason reason to hide behind these masks. So like, it makes sense. But you're right. It did look weird. Turtles wearing street clothes like in a serious fashion is always weird. IDW has done that in the past like 30 issues where the turtles just hang out in hoodies and it's weird. Um, Jeff, did you have any other like faux news to talk about?
1: No, not really. It's just it's just dry out there. Yeah,
0: yeah. I've been looking I have,
1: while we've been talking too. I'm like, is there anything?
0: You yeah, there's not so much
1: of anything no. Guess, when I'm is the gonna... last Ronin 2 supposed to come out? Because I saw ads for
3: that, but I don't know if I was a release date.
0: Uh, I don't, I don't think it's in the next like five months. Cause I don't think I even think it's hit previews yet.
3: Okay. I just saw the two and then all that stuff. But,
0: uh, cause, cause my, my phone, my next phone news is going to be about previews. Um, with the release of the last Ronin two or the imminent release of the last Ronin two IDW is re-releasing all of the last drone in one back to stores with reprints uh, with, I believe they're black and white covers. And if I'm not mistaken, they're going to be regular comic sized. Hmm. Um, so I, like, that makes sense. If, if the, it, this isn't the first time IDW has pulled this kind of thing, d- like get the entire first story in stores, right. As the second story comes out, like it, it makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's just, it, it kind of feels like just a brash, give us more money for a story we've already written. Uh, says here, book one of The Last Run and Two comes out December 13th.
3: All right, just in time for Christmas.
0: Yeah, yeah. And in the weeks leading up to it, yeah, in the weeks leading up to it, the uh, re-releases are going to come out. I think, let me see. Yeah, yeah. Those start coming soon. No, they don't. November. November, November, November. Gotcha. Yes. So, uh, that's it. I don't have any other news, guys. That's fine. It'll pour (laughs) in next week. Yeah, yeah. Next week, they're they're going to have a nice bat stack. There's going to be news on the other movie. There's going to be news on another video game. It's just, you know, yeah, or there was some sort of comic something. Peter Laird's going to come out of retirement next week. Oh please, please <laughs> let's wish that into existence. <laughs> Finish volume four finally. Yeah, uh, that's that's what's going to happen next week, and it's going to be buried under all kinds of other m- news. Uh, guys, we'll be right back. Enjoy this break. And we're back. Uh, that was the, the the shortest first segment we've had in a long time, uh, guys. Yeah. But but that just gives us time to talk about our main topic. And, uh, Andrew, since you're the guest today, what is our main topic?
3: It is TMNT, The Last Ronin, Lost Years, the miniseries that was released. I This is where I lose my credit. I don't remember when this came out. As well as the Lost Day special that came along with it.
0: Yes, and to answer that... Uh, it literally came out the last epi- episode, the last issue came out like two weeks ago. Oh, all right. Yeah, two or three weeks ago. So so we're kind of right on the heels of it hitting hitting the market. So here's the part where I step in and say, hey, if you don't want spoilers, then maybe put this episode on the shelf until after you read it. Uh, if that doesn't matter, then continue listening. You have been warned spoil all of Lost Years. But guess what? you already know how the last Ronin ends. So there's not really much to spoil. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is a five issue uh, miniseries that is kind of meant to glue the end of the last Ronin one to the beginning of last Ronin two. Cause uh, as we all remember, the last Ronin one ended with a, kind of a big surprise uh where april and casey marie have genetically created four brand new turtles that they're going to raise presumably to be the new set of ninja turtles right the lost years or lost years uh we meet those turtles we learn more about their personalities get we get names uh we get you know we see exactly how they're shaped, what they look like, how they're being raised, what kind of teachings Casey Marie is, is giving them to become proper ninjas uh, and how all of it is a direct, directly. It's, it's like a lineage coming directly from master splinter and the turtles. So they're really trying to make us care about these four new turtles. And The way I said that makes it sound like I don't care. No, that's not that's not what I'm saying. But that's clearly what they're trying to do here. It gives them the opportunity to hit the ground running with The Last Ronin 2. You don't have to do a lot of the the character work at the beginning of The Last Ronin 2. Like, who is Mo, who is Moja? Well, read The Lost Years. It'll give you an idea of that, you know, of, of that turtle's character. Before we jump into the entire series, though, uh, Jeff, you've been quiet for a
1: while. What would you think of Lost Years? I really enjoyed this read um, a lot. Um, it gave me a lot of, like, vintage, like, Shaw Brothers, Hong Kong, Kung Fu style vibes with some of the stuff that was going on. Um like in the sense of like, you know, the lone warrior trying to find peace and no, there's no peace for you. Uh, he just keeps running into trouble and um, then, you know, running into another master who's sarcastic and old. I was like, ah, just, you know, we, we, we never, ha- we always have an endless supply of old masters in those movies who's better than everybody else. And it's like, there's always something to teach them. And I absolutely love that. So they channeled a lot of that um, into this. Um, I, I loved uh, the new turtles in life. I think we have, there's two male and two female turtles. That's true. That is correct. Uh, So that's an interesting uh, um, change. Uh, So I'm here for all of that and excited to see where, uh, all of it uh, goes, and I'm just I'm loving loving the art, I'm loving the story. Um, it's just really, really, really just enjoyable read, um, as much as the uh, the Last Ronin for me. Oh,
0: that's high praise, because I, I I would say the, the the original Last Ronin is probably a, a top three Ninja Turtles story of all time.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. But just getting more of that in between and, you know, just getting, you know, more uh, not in between, but, you know, filling in those gaps. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Andrew?
3: I really enjoyed this. Like, I loved The Last Ronin, um, The Last Ronin 1, and then this was really good. I, at the end of it, I was like, I, I want more. I thought it was like, this it's over? Like, what the heck? Um, it makes me really, really hopeful that the last run in video game, I hope it's good in just the slightest amount, because I want more of this world, I guess, of Turtles. Um, But also, reading it, I was like, God, Mikey just doesn't catch a break. And that (laughs) just sucks.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) That, that, yeah, yeah. And, and, I have a very, very different opinion from from y'all, which I guess is fine. Uh, And it probably comes from me not having the, the reference material on this. I have no experience watching kung fu movies or kung fu shows or anything like that. I don't get what they're referring to. I'm not a fan of what's happening in most of this story. The way I read it was turtle that got revenge in previous story finds out, we find out, oh, he had to get revenge twice. You know, like, oh, that story we told the first time, well, we're going to tell it again, except this time we're going to put him through more hell. Uh, and there's also going to be a much more interesting story boiling underneath it, you know, with the with these other four turtles. And that's what you really want to read about, but we're just going to trickle it out because we're holding that for the last in 2. You know, that that's, that's how I felt the whole time. Uh, I, I, it was hard for me to That's find fair. much of what was going on with Michelangelo truly compelling, considering we all of it was telegraphed to Helen back. So That's you basically fair. felt like it was filler, three hundred percent. Uh, but before we go completely and let's let's actually break down these issues I'm gonna try to run through them as quickly as possible uh, because because ultimately what I want to get to is uh, like the the post where do we go from here because uh, honestly that's what's that's way more interesting than anything that I read honestly where do we go from here so uh, let me run through this disk <laughs> book one uh, and then we'll talk about that okay book one. It opens with Michelangelo getting the crap kicked out of him. That right there is a theme. Uh, we then cut back to, or we then cut to April and Casey Marie uh, raising what seems to be five or six year old baby turtles. Four baby turtles. Uh, each one of them has very distinct coloring. Uh, they have, of course, their own names. Their names are Uno, Yi, Moja, and Odin. Uh, We learn a little bit about them in the very first book, uh, but as I said before, it gets trickled out from from book to book. Uh, This is them as full-on children, and they're fighting like children. Uh, And April and Casey, Casey Marie, uh, do their best to, you know, teach them lessons in real time. Moving on, uh, we're back to Michelangelo getting the crap kicked out of him. He then goes into the, the story about how he got there. He's hiking up a mountain. He gets up the mountain. He lives in this, this shack. He wants, to, he thought he was just, you know, hiking until he died, but his body wouldn't give out on him. So he decides just to continue to live on this mountain. Uh, he then is met by some, some mountain thugs, which apparently are a thing. Uh, they beat him up because he's different. Again, a, a theme that, Kind of permeates all of Turtles media, uh, and there's flashbacks to the the Turtles' initial fight with the Footsold or the the Foot Clan when they kill Shredder, and it's really juxtaposing the idea of kill or be killed, and so Michelangelo decides to kill. He waste to these dudes using the rest of the energy that he had because he's not, you know, a, he is a trained fighter but he is not at the top of his game. He finds out that they are a a, a gang or or a, an organization uh, that reports to a guy named Gray Worm. Uh, he then goes down the hill to a village that he had that he had passed and apparently they had set the village on fire and killed a bunch of people and children. He then Michelangelo then lays waste to. All of the people there who are burning and pillaging. Uh, so an old man, as as the old man is dying, is telling him telling him to leave, or he will face the, the 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 wrath of Deathworms army. Uh, as he's deciding what to do, his brothers appear to him in ghost form, telling him to get moving. Uh, so so that's that's the first issue, uh, and and I guess we are to presume that that's the first time he has seen their ghosts since they died years ago uh yeah, so that's that's issue one. I yeah I th- I've got nothing for this Michelangelo story. I'm sorry <laughs> I, I I understand what I understand what they're trying to do, trying to tie it to, like tie everything together like this goes back farther than just the death of his brothers. It goes back uh, all the way to their initial vengeance that that Splinter was trying to get from the shredder like this. This is a lifelong story that they're, they're crafting here. I just think doing it after the outcome of the last Ronin is doing the story a disservice. What about you guys?
1: Well, I'd, I'd like to talk on that because so you're saying that maybe this should have come first and leading up to what we got.
0: Not necessarily. Cause I don't know if this would have worked had it come first. Uh, well,
1: this definitely kind of not had, because of the new Turtles, yeah, because that would have spoiled yeah. everything. But yeah. take them out of that equation.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe wait a bit longer before doing something like this, or have a more compelling story to tell, because the rinse and repeat nature of, I need to get vengeance for this would be the third time. You know, there's the Shredder, and then there's deathworm, and then there's you know, Oroku or Hiroto, like I get, I, I honestly get what they're trying to do, but I feel like it probably could have been handled in a double length special rather than a five issue mini. Right.
2: Well,
1: maybe, but you know, vengeance for ninjas is never ending. Oh, trust me. They made that very clear.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Andrew,
3: uh, I see what you're saying. The more I think about it, like I really enjoyed reading this story because it was just reading new turtles, which I thought was awesome, but I kind of see what you're saying as far as the, it's kind of seems repetitive. Um, It kind of feels like the direct to home video prequel that they made, but it still looks, it's like kind of good. Um, If they were <laughs> to do this in, like a movie, um,
0: that's kind of a perfect way to put it. <laughs>
3: It's like, it's really cool to see that stuff. Was it necessary? No, but it was still fun. Um, I know when they did the flashback to when all the turtles were alive with Splinter and they were fighting the Foot Clan, it was like the middle of war. But for some reason, Splinter just absolutely going nuts and screaming at Michelangelo. That was really off-putting to me for a second. Because he was Mm -hmm. like, get up, you dumb child. It's like, dude, what? I've never (laughs) heard Splinter say that before.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and, and I guess an important piece that this is kind of uh, throwing into the puzzle here is it's fleshing out what version of the Turtles this is, because we know it's not the Mirage Turtles. It's not any canonical version that we've ever met before. So that means there could be idiosyncrasies in the past that are informing the future. Right. These two pages were... Splinter is yelling at Michelangelo is a very – that's a big piece of that. So so thank you for bringing that up That, because I, I guess we can't
1: understate how important that, that could be going forward. Like for me, that moment was just very – just out of his character. Like he wouldn't do something like that in the middle of the war. He would keep it together and just deal with it later. Right. So that's that's like one thing that I didn't like about this issue, um, you know, yeah. as we've talked about it before, you know, with the other IDW issues like Mikey is the heart, you know, and we he goes they go in some interesting directions, um, in uh in the regular IDW run, but like this this one moment just kind of I was like mm, no, yeah, I it mean, felt <laughs> weird for Splinter, but honestly I
3: liked. I really liked Mikey's reaction where he was like, I just can't do this anymore. Yeah. And he was just like, like, that felt, that was the one part I say, the most emotional part of the book where it was like, that felt like, oh, damn. Yeah, that's, that's real stuff. Like he's tired of this constant war because
1: yeah.
3: he's, he's the lighthearted one and it's some real dark stuff. So,
1: yeah, yeah, I, I, I definitely can, can uh, agree with that. Yeah. Um, And he's tired real
0: early because there's a lot of war in front of that dude. That's true. Yeah, Uh,
1: I mean, just think being used as basically they, they were raised and used to be tools mm -hmm. for splinter. Take away the, you know, the whole father thing. They're like, you're, you're meant to do one thing. And so I guess, you know, well maybe not. I kind of maybe I can kind of retract that statement a little bit. I mean I cuz now that you mention that that does raise a very interesting point because if it's in that context it would mentally break him down because he let stuff get to st- get to him. The most yeah, I retract my statement. Never mind. <laughs> okay. Well, let's pivot to the to
0: the, to the baby turtles. We have one is- one issues worth of of context here. What are your first thoughts on the four new tots?
1: I like the designs. Uh, the designs are pretty cool. I like how one of them always is kind of already looking like they're wearing a mask. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, and I think they all, but all four of them are different turtles instead of all like one species. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I. Did you notice that Uno, the white, the white, the white one? Changes color when he's mad.
3: I thought that was just shading. I didn't think that was a color change, but I noticed he was gray in a few panels.
0: Yeah, like if if you, lo- if you look at the progression of panels, he turns dark gray as he gets madder and then turns back to light green as he calms down.
3: I never caught it that way. That's kind of a cool way to look at that.
0: Yeah, I, and I'm pretty sure that's on purpose because it, it happens in, in a later book as well.
1: So... We'll see. We'll see. I thought Uno was one of the girls. No. I uh, see. I'm already getting them confused. It's just <laughs> like it's just like watching the cartoon in April getting confused by all of them, you know?
0: Yeah. No. No. Uh, Moja is a girl, and Yi is a girl. Odin and Uno are boys. Odin is my favorite, I think, because he's just fat and hungry, and I can totally sympathize with that.
3: Me too, honestly. Like, Odin, you can tell, though, like, I guess we'll get to it in later issues, he's definitely, like, I feel like he's the youngest one. Or, like, he is definitely in the bottom two, if you had to do the age-wise, because I feel like um, Uno, no, not Uno, E is, an old, is a young one, and I feel like Odin is, is just, like, the He's definitely the younger of the boys, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's he. They're they're painting him out to be like the the heart of the of the group. He's the the Michelangelo, right? So, all right, let's move on to book two. This one's gonna be tough to go over. So much happens.
3: Yeah, isn't like two the really really long one? Like there was one that was way longer than the rest of them.
0: The the Lost Day special was much longer, but yeah, this one is longer than the there's and there's so many words, man. Issue two, it starts with Michelangelo getting the crap kicked out of him. Then it cuts to the kids, just like the first issue did. Uh, they are a little bit older, and instead of training, they're 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 not training. They're handling like day to day, clean the house kind of stuff, you know, and you can see that they're struggling with responsibility and getting in in trouble with each other and respecting each other. And we start to see how much of a jerk Uno is, which I kind of like, I kind of like that a lot. Uh, And is it April this time? Yeah. April is able to recount tales of the turtles and Casey Jones uh, being heroes in the past. And she's able to draw analogs to, you know, what they're going through in in, in the, the the lair that day. So it's it's a really good way to to use the past to build on the, the future of these new turtles. So I dig that a lot. Uh, then it cuts to Michelangelo, who is in a street brawl. Uh, I believe it's in Japan. No. Where was he in this section of the story?
3: Was he in Mongolia yet? I don't not think he's he he was in He's there um, once or twice I don't remember but
0: he's on No, there. he was in the Korean Unified Korean Republic.
3: That's right.
0: And what we get a lot of in in these these stories are the state of the world. You know, there's there's been nuclear fallout in certain areas of Asia and regimes of Fallen and risen up, and there's, uh, you know, underground. Like we're getting a lot of world building, which is going to be appreciated once uh, the Last Run and Two rolls around. But this book basically covers Michelangelo trying to track down Deathworm and figure out as much as he can about, you know, w- who they are, who he is, and how he can get his revenge uh, for Deathworm's actions. There's a lot of traveling, there's a lot of words, there's uh, a, a lot of uh, ghost ninja turtles. He ends up swimming until he can't swim anymore. He, yeah, he, he ends up traveling the world, uh, only to almost die uh, on the shores of Chiburijima Island. Yeah, that's where he was swimming. I can't say that. I'm too Mississippian to say that. We're just going to keep going. Uh, He he stumbles upon a... uh, Conveniently stumbles upon a ninja master. Is is he a ninja master? Yeah, yeah. And ends up training with him for quite some time. Uh, I believe it was years that he... If not several months, uh, he learns how to wield multiple weapons. And... It basically brings himself back into fighting shape. Uh, from there, he continues his quest by doing more reconnaissance, more investigation, and ends up in a bar fight. And the trail leads him to Mongolia. And we end the issue with him in a car with his ghost brothers driving to Mongolia. So the, a lot happens in this issue. A lot of honestly nothing. A lot of nothing happens in this issue. Uh, there's a lot of traveling. We learn that you know he has to go to a diff- lot of different lands. He is pr- com- you know getting back up to speed in his ninja training. So it's 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 basically the equivalent of a montage. What do you guys think?
1: I that, that, oh go ahead, Jeff. Uh, thank you. Um again, I you know i really love this i i love the opening scene where he's getting thrown through the window like just traditional you know typical bar fight you know <laughs> you know i always i always love that when they're like oh this is you know they're fighting in the bar uh, dude's going to get thrown through the window it's like what yep and scene <laughs> <laughs> i never not enjoy that um and uh you know, the, the art in this is fantastic. Like I'm just, I'm really digging this art. It's all, who does the art in this? Uh, the see. art is done by, it looks like SL Gallant. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. SL Gallant. I'm not Pencils familiar with. Pencils and ink's Ben Bishop. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's really nice. Um. I like, I like the, the, the look of the, the, the turtle's lair. Uh, uh, nice little nod with a subway, uh, uh, car there.
0: Um, let me, let me, let me kind of correct here. The, the pencils in the Michelangelo part of the story is, are done by SL Gallant. Okay. The pencils and inks on the Young Turtles part of the story is Ben Bishop. And I love Ben Bishop. So,
1: oh, yeah. Yeah. He's great. Um, you know, getting to spend more time, you know, uh, a little bit more time with the uh, the new turtles. Uh, I love the fla- like this, the colors on the the flashback sequences. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, each kind of like chapter, starting with like a page from Master Splinter's uh, journal. I really like that little touch. Like, I feel like that's something that needs to be like a physical release at some point. Like let's get a a replica of master splinter's journal. (laughs) Those, uh, those one
0: pages, those one pagers are
1: actually Kevin Eastman. Kevin Eastman. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, really cool. So I like, I like the different, um, uh, them combining different, uh, art styles. Like when you see in like you know different cartoons, like they'll they'll do 2D and then they'll switch to you know puppets or they'll switch to stop motion. Like I love I love that stuff. like it's so creative and just uh, it, it kind of breaks out of the traditional you know um, just it's the same all throughout. I'm not saying that the same all throughout is bad, but it's just it's it's nice to see. Yeah, it's 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 done to really good
0: effect. Like they could do it and it not make sense. Every time they switch art here, it is done f-
1: with purpose, and and I appreciate that. Yeah, and then the whole like, you know, Mikey talking to the Force ghosts of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's essentially the description. Yeah. Yeah, his brothers. Like I think we we touched on that before, and I was like you know I was like well he's Jedi. You and know, he's that's how he's talking to it like i like that they they leave the interpretation up to you is he really seeing them on on the astral plane or from spirit world wherever and talking to them or are they all just in his head and i like that they don't give you a definitive answer and they let you come up with your own conclusions so that's a nice nice little touch uh, to these books that I really enjoy. Yeah. What um, about you, Andrew? I, I'm sorry, Jeff, were you done? Uh, well, I was going to just, I was just going to say like, we get more time with like, you know, on, on the Island where Mikey is and he, you know, he's talking to this new master guy and he's just so sarcastic and just corny. And I was like, that's just it's, it's just a nice little trope that I, um, That I really enjoy, but there's, yeah, there's so much freaking reading in this book. Like, just dial it down, guys. So many words. Okay. Dial it down. But yeah. Yeah.
3: There was a ton of words in this one. Like, some of the stuff I feel like you could get the message without, with like half the words, but you get Mikey's inner monologue. So, I I don't know. I really liked the young turtle bit. I, again, I like the differing art style. Um, I was wondering if it was drawn or whatever by the same person as last Ronin one, which I think the Ben Bishop parts are. Um,
0: yeah. I don't the- think, I don't think the other is, I think it's someone else.
3: I mean, I like the parts where Mikey's talking with his brothers, which again, I kind of like the ambiguity of, is it, is he going nuts? Is it astral plane? I kind of lean more towards astral plane. Cause I like some sort of, hopefulness even though this book is super dark and just gloomy um i feel like this had i like the diss on like well yeah mikey's driving sucks at the end and stuff so it's like the good brother moments even though it could just be mikey imagining it all
0: oh wow imagine if this is all in michelangelo's head he is still creating a world where his brothers pick on him Yeah.
3: yeah that yeah also i gotta ask i've just so I don't forget it in later issues. What voices do you guys hear when you're reading this book? Because I, I hear it like it's a movie. I'm hearing the two K three voices for like the, at least the ghost brothers, because I don't know why that just seems to fit with the tone. Like I'm not going to hear Rob Paulson, Raphael, or you know, or anything like that. But
0: yeah. Yeah. And for the, for the, for the ghost turtles, absolutely. Two K three. For Michelangelo, I don't hear a familiar
3: voice at all. I don't either. Because Robbie Riss yep. it sounds weird and I don't hear I definitely don't hear Greg Sipes.
0: There's 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 way too much happiness in every version of Michelangelo's voice for him to be in any of these stories.
3: Actually, I do hear him kind of like as the same as it never was, Mikey. Dang it.
1: <laughs> oh, sorry, <Jeff. laughs> Beat me to it. Cause that was totally different from uh, just the regular, uh, his regular voice. But yes, that's that's the voice that I heard. Um, and it's always like the most recent, whatever I, you know, have heard. So I could definitely kind of hear the 2K3 turtles, um, a bit more. And it's like you know, if you had the 80s turtles, you know, uh, actors given more dramatic flair, I'm sure they could come up with something good because they're professionals. Probably, yes.
3: That's true. When I hear Splinter, though, like, when he's yelling, Angry Splinter, like, from last issue, I heard 2K12. But, like, when I read The Last Ronin <laughs> 1, I heard 2K3. I don't know why.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's funny. Um, for me, 2K12 fits a lot. And I still, um, oh, what was it? Uh 90s movie.
2: Splinter oh, yeah, 90s 12. movie.
1: Yeah, yep. Kevin Clash. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Uh, I, I don't know if I have much to add for book two, except they should have hired another editor to cut this text down. There are your, this is a comic book. This is not a novel. Yeah. It, this one took much longer to read than any of the others. And yeah. I, I don't know if it's better for it. Also, I don't know if I like the, like the, the, the three brothers, always being, you know, in the background talking, it was like, it was novel in the original series in, you know, in the last run and one. I don't know if I like more and more and more of that. Cause That's it just seems, it seems like a trope, you know? I mean, I'm fine with it. Yeah. It, it, like it's fine either way. I just don't know if I like it. That's, uh, let's move on to book three. OK, book three opens with Michelangelo going blind and then it immediately cuts to the new turtles uh, and them hanging out with their mother and grandmother. Uh, he cuts herself and then, you know, Grammy April has to come take care of it. And this they're able to spin another tale of the original turtles. Being heroes and how it applies to the Turtles today. Again, the the, the, the formula here is 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 becoming very obvious. Uh, there of course is the Kevin Eastman book page, and then it goes back to Michelangelo. He's blind. Why is he blind? Who knows? We don't know. But we do know that he gets captured by these people, and they then cut back to the bar fight and. They then walk us through how he got to that point. Uh, he goes uh, to North Korea. He sees the, the uh, aftermath of a 9.6 uh, earthquake. He loses control of the car, presumably because he's a bad driver, and hits a tree, flies out. He then wakes up blind. He's with a group of people that I, I don't know if it's really defined what they are. They're not really a nation or they end up helping Michelangelo. Uh, they see him as an honorable being, uh, their leader is a blind dude as well. So he spends a very long time there learning how to live and be blind and, uh, fight while blind and, uh, understand his other, his other, um, senses in place of his vision. We learn that he lost his vision likely, uh, due to the radiation from the fallout from the, the disasters that are happening all around the world around him. Right. And he gets these cool new Tomfa. Is that what those, that's that, that's what those are called. Like el- yep. electrified Tomfa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the village that he is, he's hanging out at gets attacked by, Deathworm, and they just start murdering people including a kind girl that he had become friends with like a like a like a i would say teenage girl who was you know an innocent and of course this is of course the the the, the death worm gang uh he is shocked and tased and taken imprisoned and it is to be continued so the Michelangelo has, a, again, yet another very bad time, uh, meets a whole bunch of new friends every every time he seems to meet new people. And then it goes sideways. Uh, small note, why you would electrify Tomfa? It, it seems a bit too close to your hands for the electricity to be right there. You know, I, I would want to electrify something farther away from my fingers. Yeah, that's just me. Uh, Andrew, what'd you think?
3: This one... I liked this one more than the last one. But you can definitely see he gets beat up. He meets some new people. They teach him some stuff. Even though the stuff with the other blind master I thought was really cool. Like, when he was around the fire, I thought that part was really cool. But then, he loses that. It, It was like, man, can he just catch a break yet? But, obviously, we know he doesn't until the end very very end of the last ronin but i mean it was cool the art looks good but it kind of was more of the same a little bit i was thrown off when he was blind for a while because i was like i don't remember him being blind in the last ronin <laughs> like i was like i know his eyes are whited out but i didn't think he was blind they never said that
0: Oh man, wouldn't, wouldn't that have been like the wildest retcon ever?
3: It would have, I kind of would have dug it. Honestly. I mean, it would have been like, this is weird, but kind of cool. <laughs> uh,
1: Jeff, what about you? Uh, I'm going to echo some of that same sediment. I liked it a bit more. Um, you know, this kind of reminds me uh, the story of, you know, when he finds these new people, it reminds me a little bit of the, the last, the movie, the last Samurai. It also reminds me, um, uh, a little bit of, uh, Zatoichi, the blind Samurai, which is a, a a series of amazing Samurai films. I mean, it is, it is adhering to like the paradigm of the hero's journey, but like he's staying in that second act a bit longer. (laughs) <laughs> because in that middle part, you just get the crap knocked out of you. Is he going to get out of it? You know, but the, oh, man, the fight scenes in this are really good. Uh, but man, this is just like super. Emotional, like, oh, he's he's too happy here. Something's going to happen. Every single kung fu movie. <laughs> mm. Oh, this is we all at peacetime. Nope. <laughs> yeah. And, and I
0: did not even take into consideration they might be influenced by a, uh, a form of media that I'm just not familiar with. And yeah. you name dropping all these Kung Fu movies makes me feel better about not being into it. I, this one was better than the previous one. I, I feel like they've painted themselves into a weird narrative corner where they're the, the steps that they're taking to tell this story are so, I can't think of the word I'm looking for. Unnecessary. Unnecessary is one. That's a way to put it. Yeah. Like you're showing a shot of him going blind. Then you're cutting forward. What? 15 years or whatever. Then you're cutting back to before he goes blind or no, no. Then they're showing a flashback from, 30 years ago in the middle of a 15 year flashback flashback. And then you're cutting to before he goes blind. Then you find out how he goes, blind. like it's a very
3: type, scattered and choppy.
0: It, yeah, it's, it, it's unnecessarily scattered and choppy. It's like, I get why you're doing this. I, I get it. Like all of this is a style and you have chosen the style and you're sticking to it. But if I was reading this in a trade, it would be a headache. Uh, it being broken up into five books may actually makes it easier to digest. Yeah. Um. But this one, I, I feel about the same as I did, you know, overall, uh, about this one as I did the previous ones. So, anything else before we move on to four?
3: I feel like the handling of Leo, Donnie, and Raph was done better in this one because they're like in the beginning. Where they already were, they're like like a sentence or two in the middle when he's by himself, and then at the very end of like, holy crap, bullets are getting fired at you. What's going on? You should check that out. And then, but they're not really in the rest of the story. Maybe it's because Mikey's happy, but I feel like they were used better in this one, and they weren't like in there too much. I guess.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a really good point.
0: Yeah. I, I guess I, di- I didn't even think of them not being there until you just pointed it out. And you're right. They they're not, which is good. Uh, Book four it starts off with Michelangelo being thrown weapons or looking at a couple weapons. weapons. Uh, Wait a f- minute. I thought last day special was next. No, it's after number four.
3: I, I, that's Honestly, a weird thing I noticed, too. It, it,
0: I read that before. Well, crap. It, doesn't, it doesn't matter. But canonically, I don't think it matters. But if you look... Like, when you're reading them...
1: Sorry, lost day, not last day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Book three ends saying that the next book is the lost day. Right. But then the lost day ends saying the next book is book five.
3: Yeah, I noticed that. I was like, this is... Why are they both book five? So I guess...
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty... I can double check, but I'm pretty sure it's for Lost Day Five. That's how it was released.
3: So let's go with that.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. not Yeah, it doesn't actually matter because the story doesn't overlap. But here we go. Michelangelo is in, is in looks like a, an arena, and has some weapons in front of him, with the with the the, the statement "Kill or be killed" below him. He's in a pickle. Cut to the younger turtles, and they are attacking Senja robots, and Yi is, is like, uh, picking a lock, trying to go through a door, and then Uno's like, you're taking too long, and busts through the door with a kick. Uh, and we find out that this was a training mission that they failed because Uno c- could not remain patient and just let uh, his brothers do their job. Casey Marie takes this opportunity to teach a lesson about being patient and understanding the mission and the jobs of everyone in it based on, you know, it happening to her uh, and Michelangelo in the past during their short time as as, you know, sensei and student. Cut to the Michelangelo story. He is in the arena. Uh, There's a big grand finale, apparently. Uh, they're, they're fighting to the death uh, with a man wearing a Native American outfit. Not quite sure what that's about. It's fine. They're going to tell us. Uh, again, they cut back to uh, exactly how he got into the situation. And we find out that that's where he was taken after he was shocked and uh, bound. It's basically a colony of traveling fighters who are imprisoned to fight to the death in a tournament uh, that is mutants and humans. Humans fight humans, mutants fight mutants, and in the end, a human fights a mutant, and whoever wins gets out. Uh, Again, kind of tropey here and there, but it it does add, a, I guess, a a bit of flavor to this part of the story. Uh, The group that has him, they are... I guess tangentially related to Deathworm, so it is continuing the torture that he is that he is uh, being put through by Deathworm's people. He meets a dude, befriends him. He's a human, and for years, I believe they said, uh, months or years, they are in this gladiator training camp together, be- befriending each other, not realizing that they will end up being the two that have to fight to the death at the end. Uh, It's very hard for them to do, of course, because they are friends now. Uh, But the the what was the other guy's name? His name is Shaka. Uh, And by the end of it, he decides uh, I'm going to sacrifice myself to uh, let Michelangelo go do the vengeance that we've talked about him doing. Uh, And he'll be getting vengeance for both of us. uh, And He forfeits the match, and they detonate a bomb in his neck, and he's dead, and that's where the issue ends. Uh, So Michelangelo is still having a bad time, um, but we're creeping closer to the end now here, and we're seeing that he's not only going to be getting revenge for himself and his brothers and the village that was bombed and killed earlier, uh, Getting it for this this personal friend now uh, that he was in basically prison with. Uh, I liked this issue more than most of the ones before it. Shaka was the first character that that he befriended in this series that I've actually liked. Uh, what about you guys?
1: I I enjoyed it, or you know, when the the first panel I was like trying to find Tina Turner because I'm like. This is Michelangelo beyond Thunderdome. Um, <laughs> cause that's exactly what this is. That's exactly what this is. There's a time skip in this. Like the, the, the newer turtles are a little older in this, unless I'm mistaken. They look, they do look a, a bit older. I believe just like, they look teenager now. I like the, uh, during the training ex- exercises with the new turtles, there's a, a nod to eighties, April. There is. Um, in the jumpsuit. I thought that was kind of cool. There's some other Easter eggs and stuff too, like other references to like, you know, movies and stuff here and there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is, you know, the familiar trope of like, you know, you're captured, you know, you got to fight against your will, you know, that's very Conan the Barbarian. Uh, you know, and it's, it's in, you know, they did it in Samurai Jack, they did it in Justice League. I mean, it's, it's been done so much. But yeah, I, I, I really liked, um, uh, his new friend, you know, and they add that extra element of danger with, you know, you have bombs in your neck. So even if you escape, you know, you can't escape. Maybe, maybe I liked this one more because I understood the
0: tropes. Yeah, I could see that. You know, it's, it's familiar territory. It's, it's easy for me to get my mind around. Uh, what about you, Andrew?
3: Yeah, this one was definitely a, I'd say a quicker read than the last two. Um, I see the Mad Max, the like the Mad Max, the Suicide Squad, the all the different references. And like, I guess I'll say tropes here too. Um, I really liked this one. I also liked, this is where I think the younger turtles in the, like the future storyline starts to get way more interesting because they're actually out doing stuff and not just saying, Oh, we broke this. We need a moral lesson. Like Uno actually eats his words. And was like you could have actually killed everybody. Um, and they call back Mikey when he's like yell or, or yelling at uh, Casey Marie about doing the same thing. So I really liked this one. You can tell they're like, okay, well let's start ramping some of this stuff up because um, the next issue is it, and we need to get to from point one A to point one C by the time Last Ronin one <laughs> starts.
0: Yeah. 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 And and now that I see Uno again, I think I'm right about the color change.
3: Yeah, I saw that, too. I was like, he was gray busting down the door and then he's that off white, pale blue or whatever it is otherwise. So I think that is a thing.
0: I dig that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, you're right. You're right. Like this opening page with the, the new turtles and it looks like they're actually doing important. Cool stuff is exciting. It, this, this one page makes me very excited about the last Ronin two. Yeah. So, uh, I hate that we have to go through all of this to get there, but I, I trust the creators, I guess. Um, I don't have anything else on this one. I we, we have, we have a, a nice thick, special to cover next. So anything else here?
3: I'm good on this one.
1: Yeah. There's not really much, uh, um, anything else, uh, that I've noticed. All right. Next up is the last Ronin
0: lost day special. Uh, this one was, uh, almost like a, 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 a last Ronin annual that was released in the middle of this. Uh, the release cadence on this series is very weird to me. You know, he released four books and then a special and then the last book. But the special canonically sits in the middle somewhere of of the five. It it, it seemed odd. I feel like this should have come out months later or months before. But whatever works, you know, it's 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 its own. It can stand alone as its own thing. It's, It's not really dependent on anything else. Uh, This one starts with April writing in her journal uh, like she like she has done uh, in the past in in other versions of the of the character. So that's cool. She's telling a story, basically her origin story Uh, talks about her parents, talks about New York City, talks about meeting the turtles and, and Casey and having to go through all the things that she went through with them alive and after they have died and raising Casey uh, and now the new world she finds herself in uh, raising these, they're helping raise uh, these four brand new turtles. She's really fallen into the, the role of grandmother and, and wears that with pride. Uh, Casey is going on a date with a, a police officer. And apparently this isn't something that she does a lot. She is very much a, a Casey Jones character in that she doesn't have time for anything else. Why would I go on a date? I have work to do. Well, that's what this whole book is about. Her being out of the picture long enough to go on a date and April babysitting the, the looks like about teenage turtles, preteen turtles. They're around the same age they were in the, in, in book four, I would say. So April then tells a story about, uh, how the, New New York underground uh, market came to be how she befriended like uh, dealers in this underground, how she uh, like th- th- There was a, a guy named Tinker Tinker Smith senior who was uh, a supplier and friend of hers who had a daughter named Tinker to uh, the flood from Last run in one killed Tinker one Tinker two holds that against April, which they then, uh, you know, have to deal with later in the story. Uh, so April has errands to run. So she takes the four turtles with her into the city to run these errands. Uh, A lot of it's in the New York underground market, uh, the turtles get to interact with these characters that she visits uh, and buys stuff from and deliver stuff from uh, their uh, all sorts of 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 uh, colorful characters, some of them good guys, some of them bad guys. Uh, the entire time she's she's weaving in the history that got them to this point where the purple dragons of this universe uh, came from, where they currently are, where they stand in uh, like relative to the mob uh, or the foot clan. Uh, Her and the turtles are immediately taken captive by the the foot clan. There's a a small little fight scene there where the turtles get to to show off some of their new (laughs) moves, specifically Uno. And then the leader of the purple dragons comes out and says, no, we're cool. And April's able to complete her 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 errand uh, but they've established a new character what was his name
3: the leader of the purple dragons or
0: the the yeah the what is carl his? weathers looking dude yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah uh jigsaw that's right his name's jigsaw and then we learn about corrupt cops. More characters that I would assume are going to show up in The Last Ronin 2. Uh, she has to then go to those cor- corrupt cops to deliver some, some uh, donuts so she can pick up a package uh, from them that they got for her illegally. Just quality time with the turtles, not only for her, but for us we're learning much more about them as they interact with all these different characters. Uh, we then meet a sergeant that she was in, uh, the, oh, I don't have a word, any of this that she fought with when uh, his name's commander Avalon. Uh, she fought with him in the war against the, the foot clan and they are good friends and they're old and they have a whole group of, of, of people who, who lived through all of this and, the turtles are finally being introduced to them at the end of this as a, a, a retirement party to that commander, uh, and we get to see them uh, th- again. They're kind of their coming out party, and the box that she got from the cops ends up being fireworks. And we then cut to April, uh, not April. We cut to Casey, Ma- Casey Marie, ending her her date with the the cop, which apparently went okay. Uh, they wanted to hang out some more uh, as they lean into each other and watch the fireworks display that April has gotten from the cops. This is without a doubt my favorite book we read by a long shot. It, it has the elements of the story that I want, and it delivers them like via <laughs> – Via vein, like I mean, it's it's like heroin is how directly this is delivered to us. Don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs, kids. Uh, th- this has me jonesing for the last run two because it does set up the world so much better than what we've been seeing so far. It has new characters. It establishes the purple dragons, the mafia, crooked cops, uh, an entire support system. For April and Casey Marie, this is where the story needs to be going, and it's wonderful. Andrew, you go first.
3: I agree with uh, a lot of what you said. I really enjoyed this one. It was very long, very long read, but very, very good. Um, I liked that there was the proper amount of flashbacks to, I guess, April saying her backstory when the actual the other turtles were alive. So it's always nice to see them. And I really like the last run and designs of the original turtles. Um, very cool to see the new turtles get a lot more action. Um, this I'll bring this up now where they actually dealt with the purple dragons this time. I have been getting vibes with with the Michelangelo story on the main thing where it's Deathworm. All I can think of is purple dragons because they have that tattoo that looks almost exactly the same. <laughs> <And it's, laughs> It, is, yeah. it has driven me nuts the whole time. But I'm happy to see Purple Dragons where it's like they'll help them, but they're still definitely going to be an issue in Last Ronin 2. Um, yeah, they all get to kind of showcase what they're doing. And then I caught, as you guys famously say, n- a nugget. Aha! The Tinker 2's security system looks like the 1987 Technodrome but upside yeah.
1: down. Yeah. That was awesome.
3: I saw, the, as soon as I saw the eye, I went no freaking way. They did that. That is cool.
0: I, I, that was something when I saw it, I was like, ah, Jeff's going to point that out. I'm so glad you beat him to it.
1: Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'd gone first.
2: <laughs>
1: no more, no more nuggets, no more nuggets. So the rest of the nuggets are mine. I, cause I ordered extra.
0: Okay, Jeff. Uh, Jeff, what nuggets do you have? Well, what do you think of this one?
1: I really enjoy this one too. I'm going to echo both uh on that. Um, getting you know more time with the new turtles and uh, you know uh, uh, <laughs> that freaking technodrome, man. I got I got straight up you know that and light Return of the Jedi vibes, you know, with the uh, the iRobot. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And their are uh, tinker two has like some old school stuff that she's collected, including the movie Tommy boy. Yeah. I thought there was going to be a reaction to that. Um, oh.
3: <laughs> I enjoyed that. It was Tommy boy. I was kind of surprised that they pulled that movie specifically. Cause I didn't think they would ever do that. Yeah. And I like, she does the fat guy in a little coat thing. And then instantly yeah. they're just like, be careful. Odin thinks, doesn't like that. And then she just becomes Odin's friend.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's really really cool. I like that. Um, I like that. Like, it's basically like April. Let me go see everybody. Here's this. Here's that. Uh, the you know she has all these connections with everybody. Um, the uh, I'm always happy to see purple dragons. Yeah, I immediately thought Carl Weathers.
3: Oh, it looks just like him. It. It's
1: like, a weird like Kano eye. Yeah, like I was like, oh man, it's Predator style uh Carl Weathers. Um but yeah, this was I, I enjoyed this one a great deal and you know, a lot less lot less, you know there still was a good amount to read, but it wasn't like every panel wasn't super like there wasn't a single panel that, you know, had words in it. Like multiple, like six or seven. I'm like, gosh, guys, come on, come on. <laughs> I was like, this isn't a Mirage book. And
0: and but, this one, this one makes sense to have a lot of words because it's all told from the perspective of like April journaling. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I can forgive this one because it's an, this is an outlier. It's a it's a special. It's supposed to be a different from the rest of it. But that book, two was rough. This one, this one was just rough because you know, it's different, but I love where they're going with these new turtles. I, I, yeah. I, I, I like all their, I, I like how the characters are similar. Like the, 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 the stick, the stereotypical characteristics of these characters are similar to the original turtles, but they are distinctly different. Yeah. You know, uh, is it moja I think it's moja that that uh is really into music yeah you know yeah, it's moja okay they're they're going out of their way to build certain personality traits into these characters yeah like these characters are distinctly
1: different i I dig this so much so much yeah like it's really like it's it's really nice to see april. <laughs> because you know, she's so protective of these new batch of turtles and, but it's from a different point of view because she's helping raise them yeah. where she was just the outsider coming into, you know, already 15 year old turtles, Yeah, you know, yeah. And, or however, or whatever age, you know, they, they portray them through multiple different iterations. Um, and like, the little touches like when she's giving and seeing these different people and basically getting favors. Like she goes to see this cop gives him a thing of donuts. He's like, "Say, like, where's the chocolate? And then the next panel, you see one of the, one of the turtles eating the chocolate donut. I'm like, that's for <laughs> you, buddy. Um, I thought that was a nice little touch. Um, uh, <laughs> like I really, really, that's probably one of my favorite moments, uh, in this, uh, in this issue. Yeah. And and being the father of three children who
0: has a grandmother who have a grandmother that is very hands on. Seeing April take her grandkids to show them off to all of her buds and like all of her business partners is the most grandmother thing they could have possibly written into that character. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So bravo. Uh, any more nuggets before we move on to the grand finale?
3: Um, not really uh, a nugget, but I just can't, i love looking at it. I can't get over Odin's disguise. It, it's just, it covers (laughs) his face and then he has like yellow mittens on and That's about it.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And then
0: then I
3: don't know what it is, but it's just funny to me.
0: Is that a tiny little yellow hat too?
3: That's what it looks like.
1: <laughs> it is. It is. Well, is it a red, like a red hoodie with like a, uh, like a one of those soft beanie things on top, like from South Park.
0: He's such a, uh, just such a. He seems like such an innocent little dope. Yeah. You so know. Huge, and it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he's he reminds me of Slash a little bit. Yeah. Like dumb, dumb slash, not smart
1: slash. Yeah, yeah. Oh wait, that's not that's not a, that's not a ball on the top of the, uh, his mask thing there. It looks like a hat. Yeah, it's a little hat, a little yellow hat. Okay, well, yeah. well, like in in other panels that you didn't get to, I didn't get to see a good uh, get a good look at it. So yeah, <laughs> you can see where that can get. I, I got that confused. So how long until you? To,
0: to, how long do you think that we get? Uh, Action figures of these new turtles shouldn't be long.
3: Oh. Shouldn't be long, but I think Ronin, last run and two will drop at least an issue first.
0: Yeah, I'm th- I'm thinking middle of next year.
3: That's probably reasonable. I would go with that.
0: Yeah, because because by then all of the turtles will be out from you know the first last run and uh and yeah yeah uh, and I want them. I I I I want to show my support for these new turtles by buying action figures for them. So, yeah, let's close this out with issue number five of the lost years. This one starts with an, actually a multi-panel page, which is a first when it comes to the, the, the first page of these books, uh, of Michelangelo being crowned the victor and called the turtle Titan. Nice touch is there I don't think there's any Hold on. Okay, sorry. Breaking the mold that was in place for the previous four books, it it doesn't immediately cut to the the younger turtles. We jump into Michelangelo right there, and there is there are no jumps back and forth in time. He's mad because now his friend is dead. So, he's taking it out on Everyone he sees Uh, the audience wants entertainment. The workers don't want to blow his head up because he technically won the tournament. So he gets tased again and knocked down. He then has uh, a scene where he yells at his brothers uh, about oaths and redemption and and revenge and what he's going to do. And then he wakes up in a hospital bed is pretty um, aggressive. But this a group of people hold up their end of the bargain and let him go with all of his weapons. Uh, he almost kills their leader, but their leader points him in the direction of Deathworm, which of course is the end game here. He leaves, or him and his ghost brothers leave, and there's a
1: panel where Raphael is carrying the fugitoid like a baby, which is weird. I was going to say more like uh, Bernie from Weekends at Bernie, Weekend at Bernie's style. <laughs> he's, he's carrying him like a nine-year-old <laughs> that,
0: that has been misbehaving at a Walmart. That's exactly uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so long story short, Michelangelo – They're both spin, right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> ah, nice. Yeah.
0: Michelangelo spends the rest of the book – Tracking down Deathworm, finding him, fighting his men, and murdering him. The, the, I could go into the details of it, but I wouldn't be doing any—I wouldn't be doing it justice. Uh, it's got—it's technically got a climax, but I would say since we all knew what was coming, it's a bit anticlimactic. Uh, he finishes Deathworm. And then proclaims what he's doing next is going after Hiroto. Or the events of The Last Ronin. The very last three pages uh, are the part where we talk about the the kids. We see a splinter page that says no peace. Uh, The kids have now gotten their weapons. Their training is supposedly done. uh, And we get a Beautiful splash page of all four of the new turtles weaponed up, ready to fight and ready for the last Ronin 2 end. And then it ends with the last Ronin will return, which I have so many uh, issues with the name, the last Ronin, but we're not going to talk about those today. We might Jeff. What'd you
1: think? I, I felt that this was a nice um, wrap up to, you know, all of this, I really enjoy this one. Cause again, it's like, you know, that, that continuation of the hero's journey and, you know, just kind of the things along the way that like, you get to see what turns him into the last Ronan, you know, by, uh, after defeating the leader of, uh, or death worm himself, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, that's a nice coat. I think I'm, uh, you dead? Okay. I think I'm gonna take that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need that. <laughs> That's like, man, just wipe that blood off of it. That's mine. That's mine. I'll take that. Yeah. Um, but wait, that wasn't, was that death? Wait, was that death worm's code? Yeah. I think so. Wait, he, he had it earlier. I'm trying to go back and look here. Oh no! It wasn't Deathworm's coat. It was like the, like the 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 fake Kano Tatsu guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the mini boss before the boss's coat. There we go. Um, and oh god, man, just like all the action se- sequences in these, just chopping a dude in half, just it just stabbing a, a very Mortal Kombat style executions here. Which, you know, he's just – you could tell he's just like, I'm just not having it anymore. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all got to go, you know. Uh,
0: there, there there, was a moment during the middle of those action scenes where he's like, I'm not here for you. I'm not here to kill you as he's chopping people's faces in half. Like, make up your mind, bro. You're either here to kill them or you're not. Yeah, sorry, buddy. Everybody's <laughs> getting it today. Uh. And then, you know, <laughs> I'm here for your boss's head. Nothing else. As he stabs a guy in the chin.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I did like the moment where, you know, he's been, he's been through so much and he's still, you know, upset over the, you know, the death of his friend that he's gotten to know for you know X number of years. And when he's in the infirmary, um, and he's going through his things and he, grabs on uh, hold of a uh, splinter's journal. That's a really nice moment. Like, cause yeah. that's comfort to him. That, that connection that keeps him sane uh, as it were. Um, and, um, <laughs> and now I come up with that panel where, you know, they're just carrying around dead fugitoid. And I was like, he wouldn't be on the astral plane. He's a robot. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that you know but he did have like <laughs>
0: he's not a ro- he's a person in a robot's body
1: well yeah yeah he but yeah you know, floating brain he would just well uh, Baxter Stockman style all oh. um <laughs> so I thought you know it would at least be like the human form of him floating but I was like it's whatever it, it, it's fine it's plot hole uh <laughs> <laughs> it's okay he's weekend at Bernie's um, I I don't really have much else um, I, I love the art in this issue um, but I think it's a, a satisfying conclusion um, uh, to all of this I just I've really enjoyed reading all of this some issues more than others um, you know the less word heavy ones uh, yeah but overall you know it's it just you know has like um, like Andrew said, after reading the first one, it just makes me hungry for more, more stuff and I'll, I'll consume all of it. Yeah, it was, it was an enjoyable filler as it were.
0: Uh, both of you have said how good the, the art is. And, and I do want to, you know, kind of repeat that. Yes, it, the art is great, but I just pulled up like some of the books in the, 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 original last Ronin series. Not only is the art great in the Lost year's. It is significantly better than it was in the original Last Ronin. Now, I know that I'm kind of the outlier here. I'm the guy who's like, I don't really like the art in the original Last Ronin. Uh, Never did. So the change is very welcome. Uh, But I I implore both of you to go back and look at the art in in the original run and just see how much better it is this time around. Because it's, 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 at least in my mind, is notable. Uh, Andrew, what'd you think of uh, this finale?
3: I liked it. I, I really liked, especially the. I, this might just be because I know what comes next, and that's Last Ronin 1 from this prequel type thing, where he picks up the coat, puts it on, it's like, okay, cool, now we're getting into the story that I really, really like. Because you can just pick it up right where that left off with book one of Last Ronin, and it's pretty much seamless um one thing i noticed with the art like i loved it but there's a couple times and maybe it's just me and because mikey has no bandana on and he just looks super jacked and stuff when he's in the infirmary like when he wakes up and he's all like wide-eyed and then also the frame where he like has the side to the boss's neck or whatever he looks more like martian manhunter to me (laughs) not a ninja turtle (laughs) he does (laughs) Cause he doesn't really no, have a turtle face. He has like a really long human type face. So it's like, he looks like an alien, not a turtle, but then the then rest once, of the book, it's fine.
1: Yeah. And like one panel, it looks like he's got a giant bald spot and hair back behind his head.
3: Yeah. It's kind of weird. I noticed that. Um, I really, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me being a sucker for Ninja turtles with bandanas. Cause that's kind of the thing. Once he puts on the black bandana, it's it, everything is fixed. Um, <laughs> And then one thing I noticed with the art that I think might be a nugget not to steal nuggets from Jeff again, but when it shows the new turtles in the flash forward and they're all getting their weapons, it looks like in the eighties cartoon where it does the flash of their hands in the, in the intro, it looks like that. Oh yeah. Um, and then I like how Casey Marie's mask is the bottom half of Casey's. That's pretty cool. And then, I would oh, buy yeah. that Splash page as a poster of the new turtles in a heartbeat.
0: Exactly. Oh, Yeah. So nice. Yeah. Let's uh, B- Ben Bishop sells a lot of stuff on Bishart.com. Like
3: I and I also I loved how all the new turtles, they all have one weapon from the original four. It's not weapon specific per turtle. They all have everything.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and they did cover that in the, the story as to why. So Because Michelangelo learned to be a multi-weaponed dude.
3: Right, and he uses Raph's size a lot. And I think that's awesome, because Raphael is my favorite turtle. So I was like, any Raphael reference, the better, in my opinion.
0: It's because he's the the best turtle.
3: I mean, nothing against the other three, but (laughs) I I think Raph is the best. I agree. That's subjective. (laughs) I think more people in the world like Mikey the best. And I think like Leo and Donnie just kinda get forgotten about.
0: I don't see any posters on Bishart.net, but there are all kinds of things you can buy these new turtles on.
3: Oh yeah. And also I, I love that obviously it's bishop art, but that's just a very unfortunate website <laughs> title. <laughs> I I
0: I love that it's Bishart.
3: It's, oh, it's, it's hilarious, but it's, it's just great. Like, if you say yeah. that too many times, you just can't take it seriously anymore.
1: Yeah. <laughs> He's got tons of art prints for sale. Yeah. Not that, though. It's, it's, it's
0: weird. But, but it, I can totally replace... Oh, no, those are pint glasses. Oh, wow. Pint glass. We're off topic. Sorry, Guess what's guys. what's
3: going to be in Sergio's box next, heads mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Like, I can buy a pint glass with MoHa on the side of it. Or moja. Said, yeah, moja hmm
3: i would see if i bought a poster just thinking about this now i would buy that of the new turtles and like frame it next to the classic pose of the or other of the original turtles like from turtles one where yeah. they're on the rooftop like i would put those side by side because they're definitely supposed to be like the same energy yeah. of a picture
0: absolutely uh what else you got for that for that last issue
3: um I don't really have anything else. Um again, it's kind of I like the the sub boss versus the unexpected oh the frail guy's actually the the badass villain. That's a trope that's in movies and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Deathworm, that tattoo looks like purple dragons. I will not never not see that. But other than that, I was I really liked reading this as a whole. Um it just kind of makes me amped to go back and read Last Ronin 1 again. Um, and then it's kind of weird on the digital copies, seeing all the ads for all the other Ninja Turtles crossovers, which I don't understand why they're doing these two. That's a totally separate thing. <laughs> like the Street Fighter and the Stranger Things, I just don't get it. But
0: It's oh. it's it's because IDW is broke.
3: Yeah. I like the no Power Rangers one, but the other ones <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah,
0: it's, that's that's the only reason.
3: Other than that, I mean, it was a fun miniseries. I think I would love to see an animated movie or two, kind of covering the story, like everything, including Last Run and One. If they could do something like that, I would watch it in an instant. Um, but yeah, that's about all I've got.
0: Yeah, uh, the, the 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 last book is fine. And I, I, I flipping through this for you know critical purposes here. I don't think I've changed my mind since we started recording this. It's it's still a lot of filler. I, I think they could have done this in a much shorter form. Uh, I understand that, as I just said like a minute ago, IDW broke, so stretching this out to five issues plus a special that they're going to, of course, turn into a trade that they're going to sell. And like, get your money, IDW. I get it at the core. There's enough story and interesting stuff that comes out of this to use in the future that it completely justifies its existence. The process of getting through all of it is more tedious than I wished it had been.
1: But your mileage may vary.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, as as I said earlier, I, I probably didn't enjoy a lot of it because I don't know why what they're homaging, you know, which I guess I would argue that you shouldn't have to get the homage to enjoy the story, but I don't know, I don't know. I, I the more I talk, the more I confuse myself. Let's move on. Uh, what's coming next? The last Ronin two. What does that mean? It seems like it seems like the four new turtles have been trained in in, in ninjutsu as as a force to force for good in the city of New York in a way that the original turtles never were. The original turtles, of course, were created for vengeance. Once that was done, it was just, hey, what's happening this week to the turtles? But it, it seems like there's purpose behind their creation, them being raised by Casey Marie and where the story is going. It seems like all out war in New York, like a like a like a, almost like the whole city's at war. <laughs>
3: uh,
0: wh- What do you guys think?
3: Oh, I thought Jeff was going to go. So I'll go. Um, I Yeah, I would. I'm very excited for Last Ronin 2. I want to see where this goes. I would not be surprised if it's kind of an all-out war, which I just think that would be a super cool dynamic to see new characters that we still kind of know in kind of like a wartime event book type thing. I'm, I'm excited for it. I think it'll be really fun.
1: I'm here for all of it. Just whatever <laughs> it is. Like I kind of feel like or 2 might be a problem. Because she has that grudge against April. Yeah. Like, it didn't feel like, I don't want to say like they're they're subverting your expectations, or like if somebody has a grudge against somebody else, especially like, hey, you killed my father. It was like, she's not going to just be jovial and just like nice. So that's probably foreshadowing.
0: Yeah, they're definitely going to lean on that that aspect of her character. I don't think, I think she's going to end up being an ally. She, she seemed to take to the turtles really well. So it, it could be one of those things where she, she has nothing for April, but the turtles are like, I can see her becoming the, the new turtles, April.
3: Yeah. I suppose I could see that. One yeah, thing I was thinking, since she's kind of like the collector and has all the stuff, I, I just can't. I, do you think? I don't know. Maybe she's kind of like a tinkerer, like Baxter Stockman type, where not necessarily Mausers, but you get something like a nano from the two K three cartoon to show up in the next last Ronin, and she gets like really, really angry or something, and she makes like a nano, like nano, and maybe they have maybe to take that on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like like the, the groundwork they set here, like all of the characters they introduce could be the seeds of bad guys, you know, of, of enemies, they could be the seeds of allies. Like we we don't know and and that's part of the reason the the Lost Day special is so exciting because it's all green all green pastures going forward. Um uh, I can't wait and it's sooner than I thought it was, so December can can get here. That'd be nice.
3: Yeah, that'd be really yeah.
0: fun. Yeah, uh, but that's that's it, guys. We we did it. We did it. Uh, Jeff, what's our next segment? Next time on Shellheads. Okay, now say it slower because I don't have the spreadsheet up. Next time on Shellheads. <laughs> <laughs> um. It is uh, we're hey TV we're going back to TV uh, the previously mentioned Nickelodeon uh, 2K12 season four we're diving into that uh, we're watching episodes f- 401 through 409 Which is great
1: because that freaking thing ended on a cliffhanger <laughs> it did it ended up on a huge
0: cliffhanger and I love this upcoming season so yeah I can't wait I th- think you're gonna dig it. Uh, Andrew, thank you for joining us.
3: Yeah, thank you for having me. This was awesome.
0: Uh, th- th- this has been a lot of fun. Uh, here's the part where I say, "Hey, Andrew, uh, where can you be found, and what do you do?" Just to, so, to kind of put a put a put an exclamation point on your 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 guest spot here.
3: Oh yeah. So I do like I'm not a big on the internet like influencer person, but you can find my uncle's podcast that I am a frequent guest star on where we talk all things sports for those sports fans who are also Ninja Turtles fans and on YouTube at duct tape, like Duct tape dynasty, um, all one word just on YouTube. You'll find it. We have a bunch of pre-recorded or not like a bunch of live shows that you can find where Sergio is on one of them, like our season two episode four or something like that is what we called it is where Sergio guest stars. And then, Follow the same name, Duct Tape Dynasty underscore official on Instagram, as well as my affiliated Instagram page is DTD dot Big Sky Country, because I'm up here in Montana. I had to represent it in the name. Um, <laughs> so DTD dot Big Sky Country on Instagram. I try and do really cool stuff uh, throughout the NFL season. I'm hoping to, but with my teaching job time might get a little bit short, but I'm going to try and put out some cool stuff. And the duct tape dynasty tries to do cool stuff every week. Now that football is back. So yeah, that's where you can find us.
0: Cool. Cool. I'm very excited about football. It seems, seems like forever since last season. So I'm, Uh, I'm not a sports guy, but I'm happy for both of you. Well, Jeff, since you won't be watching football,
1: What will you be doing? I'll be at the Warp Zone Arcade, Sergio. uh, Brandon, Mississippi's premier arcade, uh, where we do a little bit of everything. Uh, We've got retro classics. uh, We've got modern uh, games for everyone to play. uh, PlayStation 5, Nintendo Switch, vintage arcade. uh, Goodness. Uh, We are everywhere we are we're on facebook we're on threads we're on twitch uh this past week uh we streamed the new armored core 6 and we'll be doing more of that um we're also on instagram uh it's just well you've linked in the in the uh show notes and stuff or whatever i think before but um just look for our circle controller logo um and Follow us on all platforms. We're one away from 50 followers on uh, on Twitch, so we're close. We're close. <laughs> and we'll probably be streaming the uh, Shredder's Revenge uh, DLC uh, very soon. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, that comes out very soon. Yeah, like literally tomorrow or the day after. Oh because wow, today
0: is tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that we're recording. <laughs> By the time you hear this, you can buy the DLC. Yes. Yeah. And where can we find you, Sergio? Downset drip. We are almost done. We, we I, I think I released episode seven last week. Uh, this week will be episode eight, the grand finale of of uh like the us talking about football jerseys. Uh, we then have a couple of special episodes coming up after that. So, uh, we're going to round it out at 10 episodes for, for the, uh, for, for the, the event series, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, it was a blast to put together. Uh, I am have, I had a lot of fun with Jarius and Alden. So I, I'm very proud of it. And I want everyone to go watch it. So go watch it. Uh, Other than that, we're we're done here, man. Follow Shellheads on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Send us a message. Tell us what you think of the show. Tell us what you think about Ninja Turtles. Um, Tell us what you think about the new movie. uh, What you thought about the lost years. Talk to us. Um, Thank you for listening. And again, I want to thank Andrew for joining us uh, today. And Jeff, as always, thank you for being here. We're going to close this out. I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff. I'm Andrew. And we're Shellheads.